So it turns out that the walk starts at a fort right at the edge uh, of the North Sea. What's the name of that fort again? Segedunum. I'm not going to say it. I just want to hear you Segedunum. say it. Segedunum. No denim right. involved. <laughs> no Levi's. <laughs> Lo and behold, here we were like a week before. We're coming over to do this well-planned hike and all the gear that we did, all the practice hikes we did and all. But you had an argument with a cement truck on your bike recently. Is that, is, that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I was riding my motorcycle and went headlight to headlight with a cement truck that was full of cement. Not, yep. not a lot to give there. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, so I, I had a few thoughts on that one, which is um, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, frankly, me and most of the smart money probably would have been on the cement truck rather than you <laughs> on your bike. I don't know, a Grateful Dead lyric came into my head and I said, oh, sweet mama. Oh, sing it out, sing out. <laughs> George might get them deep vellum blues. Deep, deep vellum blues. <laughs> That's what happens if you fall into the vellum. Oh, yeah. You yeah. get the deep vellum blues. We actually had what you might call a navigational error today. You, yeah. want, you got a little color on that? Yeah, we went off path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We zigged when we should have zagged. All right, we've been walking Hadrian's Wall. We actually completed Hadrian's Wall. We're going to give ourselves a big toast and a, a two-person ovation at the end. But <laughs> <laughs> It comes from cask 54, which is ours. I'm going to pour a little bit now. Big one mine or the big one yours? Big one's mine. <laughs> <laughs> it is your cast. Slotch. Slotch. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. It's Good a beautiful night. whiskey. Booyah. Booyah. Welcome to Walk in Our Boots. Eight days on Hadrian's Wall. This is Prologue to a Travelogue. You just heard a few snippets of some of the fun that lies ahead. Trust me, there is more to come. But before getting into the walk itself, bear with me for a mere three minutes of what is admittedly a somewhat droll history, just to set the stage for our adventure. In the year 122 AD, Roman Emperor Hadrian visited the northernmost edge of his empire in the north of a region known then as Britannia. Hadrian had served as the middle ruler during the so-called Era of Five Good Emperors, and later on won plaudits from Gibbon as well as Machiavelli as the quintessential benevolent dictator. His was a consequential reign, as he inherited an empire from his predecessor and adoptive father Trajan that, in hindsight, had reached its geographic zenith. Hadrian was keen to secure and consolidate the now vast expanse of empire, he traveled extensively across it during his 21-year reign, divining which of those territories were strategic, from Hispania, i.e. modern-day Spain in the west, to the Middle Eastern territory known then as Syria in the east, and which of those territories were either expendable or militarily indefensible. In fact, parts of Mesopotamia and Armenia were abandoned as a result. To Hadrian, consolidation meant not only marking, but also fortifying borders. Accordingly, 
While in Britannia, he authorized the construction of a wall across the northern edge of the territory, stretching from the River Tyne in the east to the Solway Firth in the west. Over the next eight years, and with design changes along the way, three legions of Roman soldiers, some 5,000 men each, constructed a wall spanning 80 Roman miles, that's about 73 miles in modern standard, punctuated with gated mile castles, unsurprisingly, at each mile, a multitude of turrets, equally spaced at two between each of those mile castles, and then reinforced with major forts every seven and a third miles, those forts either abutting or being positioned right behind the wall. The wall, Valum Elii, as it was known according to artifacts located much later reflecting Hadrian's surname, appears to have served the empire well. Evidence of periodic attacks and breaches exist, but the latest of the Roman coins discovered in ruins are dated 403 to 406 AD, well after the empire had been divided by Diocletian, Christianized by Constantine, temporarily de-Christianized by Julian, and challenged from without by ill-advised wars and a rising inflow of Goths, as well as from within by competing claims for the throne of Augustus. Those external and internal challenges prompted the powers that be to recall soldiers from the northern frontier, and the forts and, in fact, the wall were eventually abandoned. But this isn't intended to be a long-winded history of Rome, Hadrian, or the eponymous wall. For that, you can go to the BBC and other sources. Rather, this is the digital travelogue of a pair of semi-intrepid retirees. By the way, we prefer the term flexibles to avoid connotations of laziness. Who decided to take up the challenge of walking Hadrian's wall path exactly 1900 years later, in the summer of 2022. 84 miles of hiking, largely along the lines of the wall, from Wall's End in the east to Bounus on Solway in the west. Characterized by national trails, modern Britain's keeper of historic trails, as, quote, relatively easy and thus accessible for, quote, anyone who is reasonably fit. The main challenges appeared to be unpredictable and ever-changing weather, along with potentially biting westerly winds. We generously assessed ourselves as meeting that minimum standard of physicality. We engaged a tour company to help with organization and planning, eventually setting on the challenging option offered by the tour company, but with a couple of useful alterations. Those alterations were twofold. First, we were traveling from New York via London, and given our expected mid-afternoon arrival in Newcastle, we decided to hike the first five miles back to Newcastle that first afternoon as a so-called down payment hike in order to facilitate further progress the following day and thus allow time for more sightseeing thereafter where we anticipated most of the significant ruins would be found. Second, knowing that the best of the wall and the fort ruins were concentrated in the center of the hike, we opted to book a so-called break day in the middle of the journey to allow for both physical restoration and sightseeing. That the town we opted to do so is known as Once Brewed, not to mention that the B&B we would stay at is called the Twice Brewed Inn, which included its own brew pub, made this a rather easy decision. Having now completed the journey, our sense is both of these small adjustments were not only well taken, but strongly recommended for any listener considering the journey. Before proceeding, just a few words to introduce the hiker narrators and then lay out the framework of the podcast narrative. 
This is George, your primary narrator and keeper of roadcasts, i.e. podcasts from the road. I'm a lifelong athletic amateur, not amateur athlete, athletic amateur. And by that, I mean I enjoy participating in many sports, but frankly never mastered any, golf being the current challenge. And I like to think the combination of fairly disciplined exercise, but similarly undisciplined diet renders me sufficiently fit for a, quote, relatively easy multi-day hiking adventure. Beyond sports, my interests include markets, music, travel, and history, the latter two obviously informing the interest in Hadrian's Wall. Lastly, if you haven't inferred already, I also enjoy storytelling, so thanks for providing the outlet. My partner for this venture is my compadre Cole, who I met two decades ago and worked with steadily on a professional basis while developing a strong friendship along the way. Cole shares many of the same interests as I do. He converses in several languages, and importantly for this adventure, had pursued endurance events for many years, having completed multiple marathons as well as a Trans Rockies 120. That experience, of course, gave me comfort that he would not only set a proper pace on the trail, but also keep us properly hydrated along the way. Combined with the fact that Cole is much younger, by a whopping seven weeks, and physically bigger, he's a few inches taller and a few pounds heavier, I also judge that if push came to shove, he could carry me in my backpack to the next B&B on any given day, should my own endurance self-assessment prove overly optimistic. As you'll soon find out, my presumption of such insurance was premature. In the interest of balancing proper narratives with a live feel from the hike, each of the segments that follow will lay out the intentions for the day, the highlights we expected, and then will be punctuated by the post-hike live take, what we dubbed the nightcap a summary of our day on the journey to complete each segment. Not surprisingly, those nightcaps reflect not only the recording limitations of our rooms at the various B&Bs, but also the lubrication of the post-hike pints that accompanied most of our evening meals. This being our first foray into podcasting, please forgive any rookie mistakes. I know there are many there. So with that as prologue, pull up your shorts, lace up your hiking boots, strap on your backpack, and enjoy the journey.